Greetings and shalom, mishpacha. Thank you so much for tuning in to another segment of Covered in Spirit and Truth with your sister, Aja Batia Leisha Reed. Guys, we are now in chapter 13 of the lost book. I'm sorry, the first book of Adam and Eve. And it actually is a lost book because it's not in with the King James, okay? It's um, one of the books that people scrutinize, people debate about. Um, it's a book that I, for one, have never heard about until now, guys. Uh, I just found out about this book in at the end of 2021, okay? So anyway, like I said, I'm in chapter 13, and we will be uh, starting uh, in verse 1 after this. Welcome to the reading of Psalm 29. to Yahuwah, O ye mighty. Give unto Yahuwah glory and strength. Give unto Yahuwah the glory due unto his name. Worship Yahuwah in the beauty of holiness. The voice of Yahuwah is upon the waters. The L of glory thunders. Yahuwah is upon many waters. The voice of Yahuwah is powerful. The voice of Yahuwah is full of majesty. The voice of Yahuwah breaks the cedars. Yea, Yahuwah breaks the cedars of Lebanon. He makes them also to skip like a cow. Lebanon and Shirayon, like a young unicorn. The voice of Yahuwah divides the flames of fire. The voice of Yahuwah shakes the wilderness. Yahuwah shakes the wilderness of Kodesh. The voice of Yahuwah makes the hinds to cows and discovers the forest. And in his temples, everyone speaks of his glory. Yahuwah sits upon the flood. Yea, Yahuwah sits kings forever. Yahuwah will give strength unto his people. Yahuwah will bless his people.
Then when God, who is merciful and full of pity, heard Adam's voice, he said to him, O Adam, so long as the good angel was obedient to me, a bright light rested on him and on his hosts. But when he transgressed my commandment, I deprived him of that bright nature, and he became dark. And when he was in the heavens, in the realms of light, he knew nothing of darkness. But he transgressed, and I made him fall down from the heaven unto the earth. And it was this darkness that came over him. And on you, O Adam, while in the garden and obedient to me, did that bright light also rest. But when I heard of your transgression, I deprived you of that bright light. Yet of my mercy, I did not turn you into darkness, but I made your body of flesh over with which I spread skin in order that it may bear cold and heat. If I had let my wrath fall heavily on you, I should have destroyed you. And had I turned you into darkness, it would have been as if I had killed you. But in my mercy, I have made you as you are. When you transgressed my commandment, O Adam, I drove you from the garden and made you come forth into this land and commanded you to live in this cave. And darkness covered you as it did over him who transgressed my commandment. Thus, O Adam, has this night deceived you. It is not to last forever, but it is only for twelve hours. When it is over, daylight will return. Sigh not, therefore neither be moved, and say not in your heart that this darkness is long and drags on wearily, and say not in your heart that I plague you with it. Strengthen your heart and be not afraid. This darkness is not a punishment, but, O Adam, I have made the day and have placed the sun in it to give light in order that you and your children should do your work. For I knew you would transgress, I'm sorry, for I knew you would sin and transgress and come out into this land. Yet I wouldn't force you, nor be heard over you, nor shut up, nor doom you through your fall, nor through your coming out from light into darkness, nor yet through your coming from the garden into this land. For I made you of the light, and I will, and I willed to bring out children of light from you. Oh, beautiful. Hallelujah. This is the first time I'm hearing this, um, guys. So, again, this is why, you know, I says to you, I'm not all the way, you know, 100 about the book. This is my first time reading it. And I am truly relying on the Ruach of Elohim to guide me and lead me and in, in revelatory knowledge and truth, hallelujah, as to whether or not this is exactly the way these events took place. I will say that they it, it explains a lot, you know, if in fact it is true, 
then, you know, it makes sense. A lot of um, the dots that I'm able to join and connect together that were missing. So, okay. So verse 14 of chapter 13 says, For I made you of the light, and I willed to bring out children of light from you and like you. But you did not keep my commandment one day until I had finished the creation and blessed everything in it. Hmm. Then concerning the tree, I commanded you not to eat of it. Yet I knew that Satan, who deceived himself, would also deceive you. So I made known to you by means of the tree not to come near him. And I told you not to eat of the fruit thereof, nor to taste of it, nor yet to sit under it, nor to yield to it. Had I not been and spoken to you, O Adam, concerning the tree, and had I left you without a commandment, and you had sinned, It would have been an offense unto my part for not having given you my order or giving you any order. You would would turn around and blame me for it. But I commanded you and warned you and you fell so that my creatures cannot blame me, but the blame rests on them alone. And O Adam, I have made the day so that you and your descendants can work and toil in it. And I have made the night for them to rest in it from their work and from the beasts of the fields to go forth by night to look for their food. But little of darkness now remains, O Adam, and daylight will soon appear. Okay, so chapter 15. Uh, appears to just be one paragraph. So guys, we're going to go straight into 16 immediately after 15. Okay, so here we go. No, as a matter of fact, guys, I totally skipped over 14. So that was 13 we were reading. And so now here we go. Chapter 14, the earliest prophecy of the coming of Messiah. Then Adam said to God, O Lord, Take you, my soul, and let me not see this gloom anymore. Or remove me to some place where there is no darkness. But God, the Lord, said to Adam, Indeed, I say to you, this darkness will pass from you. Every day I have determined from you until the fulfillment of my covenant, when I will save you. And bring you back again into the garden, into the light of, into the house of light you long for, in which there is no darkness. I will bring you to it in the kingdom of heaven. Again said God to Adam, All this misery that have, all this misery that you have made to take on yourself because of your transgression will not free you from the hand of Satan and will not save you. But I, when I shall come down from heaven and shall become flesh of your descendants 
and take on myself the infirmity from which you suffer. Then the darkness that covered you in the cave shall cover me in the grave when I am in the flesh of your descendants. And I, who am without years, shall be subject to the reckoning of years, of times, of months, of days, and I shall be reckoned as one of the sons of men in order to save you. And God ceased to commune with Adam. Chapter 15. And Adam and Eve grieve over the suffering of God to save them from their sins. Then Adam and Eve cried and sorrowed by God's by reason of God's word to them that they should not return to the garden until the fulfillment of the days decreed on them, but mostly because God had told them that he would suffer for their salvation. Chapter 16. The first sunrise, Adam and Eve think it is fire coming to burn them. After this, Adam and Eve continued to stand in the cave, praying and crying until the morning dawned on them. And when they saw the light returned to them, they, they refrained. Mm -mm. They retrained. And that is exactly what it says here. But I'm wondering if the word should be refrained. But it says they retrained from fear and strengthened their hearts. Then Adam began to come out of the cave, and when he came to the mouth of it, and stood and turned his face toward the east, and saw the sun rise in glowing rays, and felt the heat thereof on his body, he was afraid of it, and thought in his heart that this flame came forth to plague him. He then cried and beat his chest. Then he fell on the ground on his face and made his sign and made his request sighing, O Lord, plague me not, neither consume me, nor yet take away my life from the earth. For he thought that the Son was God. Because while he was in the garden and heard the voice of God and the sound he made in the garden, he feared him. Adam never saw the brilliant light of the sun, neither did its flaming heat touch his body. Therefore, he was afraid of the sun when flaming rays of it reached him. He thought God meant to plague him therewith all the days he had decreed for him. For Adam also said, for Adam also said in his thoughts, as God did not plague us with darkness, Behold, he has caused this sun to rise and plague us with burning heat. But while he was thinking like this in his heart, the word of God came to him and said, O oh Adam, get up on your feet. This sun is not God, but it has been created to give light by day of which I spoke to you in the cave, saying that the dawn would come and there would be light by day. But I am God, 
who comforted you in the night, and God ceased to commune with Adam. Chapter 17 And Adam and Eve came out of the mouth of the cave and went towards the garden. But as they went near it, before the western gate from which Satan came, when he deceived Adam and Eve, they found the serpent that became Satan coming at the gate and sorrowfully licking, sorrowfully licking the dust and wiggling on its breast on the ground by reason of the curse that fell upon it from God. And whereas before the serpent was the most exalted of all beasts, now it was changed and become slippery and the meanest of them all. And it crept on its breast with and went on its belly. And whereas, oh yes, I can increase the font now. Good. Okay. And whereas it was the fairest of all the beasts, it had been changed and become the ugliest of all of them. Instead of feeding on the beast, I mean on the best food, it now turned to eat the dust. Instead of living as before in the best places, it now lived in the dust. And whereas it had been the most beautiful of all beasts, all of which stood dumb, as its beauty, it was now abhorred of them. And again, whereas it lived in one beautiful home in which all other animals came from elsewhere. Okay, wait, now I'm, okay, I'm sorry guys. So in all honesty, family, I'm doing the best I can without my glasses. It's been a few days now. And they are literally like MIA. And I'm doing the best to share these pages with you, family. Okay, so we are in chapter 17, verse 5. And whereas it had been the most beautiful of all beasts, all of which stood dumb at its beauty, it is now abhorred of them. And again, whereas it lived in one beautiful home, to which all other animals came from elsewhere, and where it drank, they drank also of the same. Now, after it had become venomous by reason of God's curse, all beasts fled from its home and would not drink of the water it drank, but fled from it. Okay, so according to this, guys, we see now that Hasatan was cursed to be a slithering serpent that now crawled on its belly guys so now i am seeing where the representation of the snake came from and how hasatan is uh symbolized by the accursed snake okay all right guys here we go chapter 18 the mortal combat with the serpent when the accursed serpent saw Adam and Eve, it swelled its head, stood on its tail, and with its eyes blood red, acted like it would kill them. It made straight for Eve and ran after her, 
while Adam, standing by, cried, because he had no stick in his hand with which to hit the serpent and did not know how to put it to death. But with a heart of burning for Eve, Adam approached the serpent and held it by the tail. When it turned towards him, it said to him, O Adam, because of you and Eve, I am slippery and go on my belly. Then with his great strength, it threw down Adam and Eve and squeezed them and tried to kill them. But God sent an angel who threw the serpent away from them and raised them up. Then the word of God came to the serpent and said to it, The first time I made you slick and made you, the first time I made you slick and made you go on your belly, but I did not deprive you of speech. This time, however, you will be mute and you and your waist will speak no more because the first time my creatures were ruined because of you and this time you tried to kill them. So, okay, guys. Now, again, if this story is actual factual, then it does coincide with what we read in the book of Jasher. And I asked the question and I said, well, how could the serpent deceive? How could the serpent deceive Eve, uh, you know, and twist the word of Yahuwah around if he couldn't speak? I did not know. I had no knowledge of serpents being born with speech. Okay. So according to the book of Adam and Eve, when Yahuwah blew his life into a thing, it became a living being uh, endowed with speech. Hmm. Okay, so did, did this go for all beasts or was it just the serpent who was endowed with speech like, you know, like Adam and Eve were? I mean, I didn't hear about the, the foxes and the owls and things of that nature speaking. Okay, so, so far, so far, and like I said, we're forever learning, right? Hallelujah. So, so far, we see that the serpent once had speech. It once did not have to get around on its belly, okay? And it once was actually beautiful, right? All right, verse 7. This time, however, you will rem remain mute, and you and your race will speak no more, because the first time my creatures were ruined because of you, and this time you tried to kill them. Then the serpent was struck mute and was no longer able to speak. And a wind blew down from heaven by the command of God and carried away the serpent from Adam and Eve and threw it to the shore where it landed in, in India. Okay, so Satan was thrown to India. All right, chapter 19. Beasts made subject to Adam. And Adam and Eve cried before God, and Adam said to him, O Lord, when I was in the cave, I said this to you, My Lord, the beasts of the field would rise and devour me and cut off my life from the earth. Then Adam, because of what had happened to him, beat his chest and fell on the ground like a corpse. Then the word of God came to him, who raised him up and said to him, O Adam, 
Not one of the beasts will be able to hurt you because I have made the beast and other moving things come to you in the cave. I did not let the serpent come with them because it might have risen. It might have risen against you and made you tremble and fear of it should fall into your hearts. For I knew that the accursed one is wicked. Therefore, I would not let it come near you with the other beasts. But now strengthen your heart and fear not. I am with you to the end of the days. I have determined on you. Chapter 20. Then Adam cried and said, O oh God, take us away to some place. Take us away to some other place where the serpent cannot come near us again and rise up against us for fear that it might find your handmaid Eve alone and kill her. For its eyes are hideous and evil. But God said to Adam and Eve, From now on, don't be afraid. I will not let it come near you. I have driven it away from you, from this mountain. Neither will I leave in it the ability to hurt you. Then Adam and Eve worshipped God, worshipped before God, and gave him thanks and praised him for having delivered them from death. Chapter 21 Then Adam and Eve went in search of the garden, and the heat beat like a flame on their faces, and they sweated from the heat and cried before the Lord. But the place where they cried was close to a high mountain facing the western of the garden. Then Adam threw himself down from the top of the mountain, in his face, his face was torn and his flesh was ripped. He lost a lot of blood and was close to death. My, 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 how many times, guys, have we heard so far that Adam has tried to kill himself? Verse 5, meanwhile, Eve remained standing on the mountain, crying over him, thus lying. And she said, I don't wish to live after him, for all that he did to himself was through me. Then she threw herself after him and was torn and ripped up by stones and remained lying as dead. But the merciful God who looks over his creatures looked at Adam and Eve as they lay dead, and he sent his word to them and raised them and Adam and said to Adam O oh Adam all this misery which you have brought on yourself will have no effect against my rule neither will it alter the covenant of 5500 years so pretty much he's saying I don't care what you do to yourself I am not going against my covenant I am not going against my word. And family, we do know that it says the word of Yah will not come back to him void. Right? Okay. So he said, I don't care. I'm not, I'm not even going to let you die. Right? Chapter 22. Then Adam said to God, I dry up in the heat. I am faint from walking. And I don't want to be in this world. 
How many times have some of us felt this way? Just take me out. I don't want to be here. I don't want to be here. I can't take it. Right? But how disobedient are we? How many times do we suffer because we've brought this suffering upon our own selves, family? So we're not too different than our ancestors, are we? Our foremother and forefather, are we? Hmm. How many things have you partaken in that the Most High Yah has told you directly not to, but you still partook? Mm -hmm. But then we judge them and we say, man, you know, if I was Adam, yo, bro, yo, I, if I was Adam, bro, I'd have, like, come here, woman. You ain't going to eat that apple or that fruit, right? Yeah. We compare ourselves and we say we would have done so much better. Okay, give me a second. Let me take a sip of this H2O, guys. All right. Okay, verse 2. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Here we go. Verse 1 of chapter 22. Then Adam said to God, I dry up in the heat. I'm faint from walking and I don't want to be in this world. And I don't know when you will take me out of it to rest. Then the Lord God said to Adam, Oh, Adam, it cannot be now, not until you have ended your days. Then shall I bring you out of this miserable land. And Adam said to God, While I was in the garden, I knew neither heat nor languor, neither moving about, nor trembling, nor fear. But now, since I came to this land, all this affliction has come over me. Then God said to Adam, So long as you were keeping my commandment, my light and my grace were rested on you. But when you transgressed my commandment, Sorrow and misery came to you in this land. And Adam cried and said, O Lord, but not cut me off for this, neither punish me with heavy plagues, nor yet repay me according to my sin. For we of our own will transgressed your commandment and ignored your law and tried to become gods like you. When Satan, the enemy, deceived us, then God said to Adam, because you have endured fear and trembling in this land, languor and suffering, treading and walking about, going on this mountain and dying from it, I will take all this on myself in order to save you. So... I do, I have to stop right here. And I want to say one thing. Um, I do not believe in the Trinity. I do not believe that the Messiah is Yahuwah Elohim. I do not believe that he is, you know, God. You know, um, I do believe that he is the word of Yahuwah that did have to take on the flesh of our descendants in order to save us, right? So this might sound like a mystery or an enigma to some of you guys, okay? Um, but the best way that I can explain that is in the beginning, there was the word, 
right? And the word was salvation. And the word salvation was with Yahuwah Elohim. You know, um, and I know some people are like, how could you question that? How could you, how many things have we read in the Bible up until now that have been translated wrongly, right? So with that being said, I believe that, um, number one, we see here that it calls Mashiach Christ, right? So we already see the Christian influence on this reading here okay so i that i do want to point that out um all you see is god god and lord lord all right so we do understand the canaanite and the christian influence on these writings all right okay so um right here in chapter 22 if this in fact happened then it was yahusha speaking to him it was the word that yahuwah elohim sent to raise them up the word that created right through the will of yahuwah mm. so you see and this is why i i do understand why okay hi okay am i getting something here now okay because Let's, 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 let's deal with this. It says that nothing that is made was made without the word. We do have a conversation taking place in the beginning. And a conversation is back and forth dialogue between two or more persons. A conversation cannot two or more entities. A conversation cannot take place with one person. Even though, you know, some people, they do facilitate their own conversations, but that's another another topic for another time, okay? Um, so we have in the beginning, right? The father was having a conversation. He said, let us make man in our image. I do believe that uh, Yahusha was present there. I do believe that the Ruach HaKodesh having characteristics, having attributes, okay, was also present. Hallelujah. And I believe that this is why man uh, is a tripart being. Okay, hallelujah. Um, so... Again, family, Yahuwah sits at the head. He is the father. Yahusha is the word of the father made manifest in the made manifest in the flesh to redeem. Hallelujah. Okay. Chapter 23, and this is going to be the final chapter for this installment, guys. Um, it says Adam and Eve strengthen themselves and make the first altar ever built. Then Adam cried more and said, Oh God, have mercy on me so far as to make on your so far as to take on yourself 
that which I will do. But God withdrew his word from Adam and Eve. Then Adam and Eve stood on their feet, and Adam said to Eve, Strengthen yourself, and I also will strengthen myself. And she strengthened herself, as Adam told her. Finally listening to her man, guys. <laughs> then Adam and Eve took stones and placed them in the shape of an altar. And they took leaves from the trees outside the garden with which they wiped from the face of the rock, the blood they had spilled. But that which had dropped on the sand, they took together with the dust with which it was mingled and offered it on the altar as an offering to God. And Adam and Eve stood under the altar and cried, thus praying to God, forgive us our trespass and our sin, and look at us with thine eye of mercy. For when we were in the garden, our praises and our hymns went up before you without ceasing. But when we came into the strange land, pure praise was no longer ours, nor righteous prayer, nor understanding hearts, nor sweet thoughts, nor counsels, nor long discernment, nor upright feelings. Neither is our bright nature left of us, but our body is changed from the likeness in which it was first when we were created. Verse 8 of chapter 23. Yet now look at our blood, which is offered on these stones and accepted at our hands, like the praise we used to sing to you at first, when in the garden, and Adam began to make more requests of God. Chapter 24. The vivid prophecy of the life and death of Christ. See again. We do understand that any time you see Christ, it has been influenced by Christian westernization. Okay? Okay. Just Christianity, period. Not even just Christian westernization. I'm not even say that. Just it's it's just influenced by Christian dumb period, okay? Then the merciful God. And lover of men looked at Adam and Eve and at their blood, which they had held up as an offering to him, without an order from him for doing so. But he wondered at them and accepted their offerings. And God sent from his bright, and God sent from his presence a bright fire that consumed their offering. He smelled the sweet savor of the offering and showed them mercy. Then came the word of God to Adam and said to him, O Adam, as you have shed your blood, so will I shed my own blood when I become flesh of your descendants. And as you died, O Adam, so also will I die. And as you built an altar, so also will I make for you an altar of the earth. And as you offered your blood on it, so also will I offer my blood on the altar and on the earth. I'm sorry, my blood on the altar on the earth. And as you sued for, for forgiveness, 
of as you sued for forgiveness through that blood, so also will I make my blood forgiveness of sins and erase transgressions in it. And now, behold, I have accepted your offering, O Adam, but the days of the covenant in which I have bound you are not fulfilled. When they are fulfilled, then I will bring you back into the garden. Now, therefore, strengthen your heart, and when sorrow comes over you, make me an offering, and I will be favorable to you. So we see the institution of the offering in chapter 24 of the first book of Adam and Eve. And guys, I am, my eyes are tired. I have given you guys quite a few chapters tonight. Um, continue to pray, continue to ask, you know, our father to just let you know if this is fact or fiction family. And once again, thank you so much for listening. I love you and shalom.